This podcast is presented by the Northern Critic podcast hosts Sam Shinobi, Uchi Simaka, Mike Novakshinov, and Pam Hincherik, in partnership with UMFM. We appreciate UMFM for your support with both the podcast and your mission to set the stage for equality and diversity in podcasting radio. That being said, here's episode 22 of the Northern Critic Podcast. Creed versus Drago. Kind of like what's going on right now, you know. I'm sorry, bro. I'm I'm not gonna be cracking jokes about SCS thing. Yeah, okay, actually, like, should, I probably I'm not be. cracking jokes about SCS thing. I'm just yeah. trying to lighten the mood, but there's um, no lighting the mood for this, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, this I don't know. You want to go? <laughs> you want? I mean, I have shit to say, but I want I'm gonna say it as we progress into the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. I guess I can stop from saying the shit to say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? By this point, everyone's seen the video. By the point time this comes out, it'll be the weekend of the what? I'm gonna say it'll be two weeks from it'll now. Be two weeks yeah. after, yeah. So it'll be on the thirteenth. Right? Might all be blown over. Uh-huh. The U.S. might be a fascist regime by that point. We'll see. <laughs> Isn't the U.S. already a fascist regime? I'm assume? guessing yes. Trump will maybe be assassinated by then. I mean, they've already stormed the White House once. Did they even storm the White House? I thought they were just no, peacefully just protesting outside. Time, yeah. And this motherfucker in Orange decided to tear gas them so he can take a picture holding a Bible. That's that's the part that galls me, right? Is It's the police that are instigating a lot of these fights. Mm-hmm. They actually are. Because they're peaceful that, protests until the yeah, police start. And, mm-hmm. and then the police start fucking shooting rubber bullets at people. Yeah. Right? Which is just nuts. So There's this video of like a group of cops like six or nine of them grabbing these two college students like college black kids out of the car like tasing them and like at one point one of them is being tased and they're like get your hands out of the vehicle i'm like but you're fucking tasing him he can't move mm-hmm. yeah it, it's like i'm not kidding when i say it's fascist because it is literally the definition of it right Mm. It's police state garbage, which is just absolutely... That's the part that disturbs me most about her, honestly. It's like, I get one inciting incident kicked this off. It was bad. That goes without saying. But they could have handled this elegantly, but mm. instead they've spun in the complete opposite direction. Like, if this had happened under Obama, you know that they would have handled this a lot more gracefully, right? Yeah, it would have been, been a little bit It would have been like a public condemnation condemnation of that of the whoever the cop is that killed mm-hmm. him right that guy shouldn't he should even be repeating his name right and yeah and it would it just would have turned out i don't want to say better because it wouldn't have been better the core of the issue mm-hmm. it's almost good in a way that trump handled this so badly because it's really shining a light on the underlying problem on who he is yeah. um, not just that, it's not even the problem of the whole system in america right now right? It's see, exposing just the rot. Um, yeah. See, and I don't know if my mic picked up what I was saying, but there was, I can't remember the year, but in California, this was the rioting for a different reason. Oh, but 92. Was hand, what's up? The one in 92. I think so. The There's been a couple. One. Yeah. 
I think so. I can't remember. There's been a lot of riots across college campuses in the States, but they seem to all be handled the same way where a militia gets involved and then someone gets killed and then it just ends up being so much worse. And I feel like the whenever these problems or these riots arise, the state has one way of answering the problem and that's with violence and it just makes it so much worse. I... When it and... comes to this guy, this turnip that we that's in the White House, um, he I listened to his speech after, just in response, just to hear what he had to say. You know, I was like, maybe this event would make him this whole "Make America Great Again" act. Maybe he would sort of use he could have used this as a turning point for himself. He could have used this to redeem himself. Instead. He goes ahead and makes a speech and says it's quote-unquote unfortunate that the police officer who committed this crime was arrested and also unfortunate that the other policemen were in questioning and then goes ahead to say he's already spoken to the family of George Floyd and they're, you know, he's like, they're fine, they're okay, they don't want the riots. Yes. And... I'm. It, it it felt to me that he was kind of play like playing it off, like oh this was it was nothing. The family's fine now, like everything's okay. Let everything get back to normal type yeah. of thing, that which is what he was trying to do. Um, and then me seeing George Floyd's family actually the next day on camera at one of the protest rallies, and they were still opposing him as well. So I'm like, he might have even been lying to us that he spoke to them. He Maybe was. He probably didn't want to talk to him. He was. You know what I mean? Trump is a serial liar. That might, oh. that might disgust me. Like, the fucking hate and visual anger I had when he tweeted that these protests are defying George Floyd's memory. I was so fucking angry. See, here's my thing, what I was going to say. When... um. Oh my god, and I lost my train of thought as soon as it came into my head. Anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, and then there is a situation now unfolding in Seattle. Actually, this was today, um, as of the 3rd of June. The, uh, I don't know, whatever, Congress lady or whatever in charge in Seattle, uh, in her speech today, they, a reporter asked her what, like, what she's going to do about the sudden increase in police officers because now whenever police officers try to detain a protester or whatever, um, they're hiding their badges and they're hiding their names and stuff like that. So people don't file reports against them. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, the media is kind of asking like how, like, is she going to stop this? Like if police officers are manhandling people, but hiding their identity while they're doing this, you know, which is probably something institutionalized. I'm guessing someone somewhere is being like, Go treat them any way you want to treat them. Just hide your badge so they don't know your name kind of deal, 100%. right? Yeah. And she goes ahead to say, oh, all of this can't be fixed in one day. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It can't be fixed. Literally, all you have to say is right now, every police officer, show, make sure you show your badge and your name and just like implement a kind of like civil discourse type thing where yeah. it's like you can arrest someone, but make sure they know your name and whatever. And then you can pick it up from there in court or whatever. Just See, civil rights stuff. Basic the thing stuff. is, is cops technically are not allowed to like quote unquote manhandle someone or rough them up unless they are like resisting arrest and like assaulting an F officer sort of thing. Yeah, but yeah. they do it anyways. They don't, yeah, they and that's don't the issue. Oh, yeah, I remember what anyways. I was going to say. 
um, when Trump came into power, there was, I don't know if the video was on YouTube or where it was, but it was, uh, someone had gone around and asked people like, oh, is this, they basically took things Hitler said and things Trump had said. Yeah. And was like going around, excuse me, going around to people and going, who do you think said this? Trump or Adolf Hitler? And people will be like, oh, no, our president wouldn't say that. That's That's got to be Hitler. And they're like, actually, like, Trump said this. Yeah. And it was, like, comparing, like, how bad the things, like, some of the stuff has said, like, Trump has said, mm-hmm. are worse than Hitler. And like, let's not and forget yet he's, he's still, still trying. power. He's forcing the, um, I guess, the governor or chairman of, in New York right now to actually implement martial law now, apparently. Um, they've already said they're not going to do it. Like, New York does not want to do it because, again, New York believes in... New York has a high population of Black people. Let's just first start with that. Um, but then, you know, now he's being like, well, if if they don't take action, if the local police force in New York or whatever doesn't take action, Love the federal you. government would be forced to take action on their behalf or something stupid like that. Yes, get and, the military involved. That will solve all the problems. Yeah, so now it's like military. And let's not forget, remember when America wanted gun restrictions? Like, the, these, this has happened before. This happened in the 1960s, this, where now you're having military versus the people, which should never be the case in a democracy. It, it never should, should never come to this. Not. The military shouldn't be fighting the people. The military is supposed to protect the people. Mm-hmm. We should that this intro is going on it's almost 10 minutes long we've got to talk about the movie reviewing this week sad to start mm-hmm. at such a low point but these are important matters but i want to finish mm-hmm. on something really important right for all the people who quote martin luther king and don't who quote martin luther king and don't help us who are not allies of the black community or any people of color who try to quote martin luther king to quash these protests and demonstrations and everything to help us i just want to say fuck you remember <laughs> yeah. that the fbi yeah. tried to get him to commit suicide the mm-hmm. fbi tried to kill him have not changed they have not the changed institutions are against you how are the same people who wanted to kill him in martin luther king in the 60s today quoting him fuck them mm. some bullshit mm-hmm. some true mm-hmm. bullshit Honestly, I have no words. Like I said earlier, it got to a point where I'm talking to people and I'm like, I've almost given up. I feel like racism is just always going to be a thing. It's just, it's, well, we, it, it Uchi makes and me I... just feel so sad. You know, my father called me uh, when this whole thing escalated. He didn't even say good morning or good afternoon or whatever. The first thing he said to me was like, he was like, Sam, why do they hate us so much? That was the first thing he said. And I, I was honestly like, honest, I like my heart dropped when he said that. And I was like, I honestly don't fucking know. I don't know what we did. You came to us peace. You came. We were in peace. We didn't bother anybody. We were, we were on our own. You came to us. You took us to a land that you committed genocide on, and enslaved us on that land. And we found, we found a way to sort of get by. And, you know, kind of get better and not live in the poverty or the oppression or the anguish that you've already laid out for us. And now we're doing so well. When there was a sudden boom in in urbanism and black culture and everything, hip-hop music, basketball, all of these things that were part of our culture, when they became a big thing, 
you still tried to steal it from us. You still are stealing from stealing it from us right now. And you're still oppressing us at the same time. What have we done to you? That's my question. And I want I I don't know all of these guys who are make America great again, whatever. If you're a fucking KKK guy, I don't give a I don't give a damn anymore. My main question to you right now is why? Just why? What have we done to you? Because they want to be on top of the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's that simple. They they want to be above other people. It's just about superiority. It's all it is to them. Yeah. If, if they had brought Asians over as slaves, the the Asians in that position. It's mm-hmm. not really about race. It's about power. And that's that's really at the core of the issue, right? Is you have to remember these people. It's us versus them, right? right. And as long as they are the boot and not the neck, they're okay with it. They have no empathy. Yeah. Well then. Unfortunately, the it's something. <laughs> I... Yeah, there are no puns this week. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, there are no out. puns this week. Let's start no the puns show. this week. <laughs> no puns. <laughs> Welcome to the Northern Critic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. Uchi Simwaka. Michael Novakshinov. And Pam Hajark. And today, well, actually, I should explain what the Northern Critic Podcast is first. The Northern Critic Podcast is a film review podcast that looks at audience or host handpicked films based off of plot, cinematography, casting, and style. Um, all of the review points based off of the films we review are totally based off of ours as your hosts uh, and our guests of, on the show, if any. We did have one last week who happened to be a film student, actually, which is great. Um, and then, you know, we've had some in the past, in our past episodes as well. So go check those out if you, you haven't checked them out yet. Real quick, mm-hmm. I love when Adam was the show because Michael, Michael's uninvited Adam and he forgot to yeah. tell Adam mm-hmm. that we do a cold random opening before the actual podcast. So, like, we start recording, and Pam's going off about, like, donuts and coffee, and Adam's just looking around like, what the fuck? I thought I was on a film <laughs> podcast. Okay, yeah. that actually goes into my first corrections corner. Oh, correction corner number one. I did not know we were recording when I just started talking about donuts, <laughs> so I will apologize about that, I did not mean to just fucking go on a rant about how I haven't had good donuts since I moved out of this, like, outside a 30-kilometer radius of the city. Mm. So, I'm going to apologize to our listeners about that right now. And that I guess was, I should that apologize was on my... for not giving Pam warning that we were recording. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because yeah, you guys were all recording together with your takeout food, and I'm sitting alone in my apartment no, no, in my we, pajamas. We didn't have takeout food. This motherfucker called Sam went to McDonald's by himself. Didn't even bother texting the rest of us like, hey, I'm sorry about Mickey D's real quick. Do you guys want anything? No. He just rolls up <laughs> with his Big Mac and Sprite and chips being like, sup, guys? Eating and shit. I'm looking at him like, fuck you. <laughs> See, either way, hey, you guys were I all together. anything all day. So Neither I had I. At that point. <laughs> yeah, you guys were all together. I was all alone. So I didn't have the visual cues that we started recording. So that's why I just kind of went off. I'll save That's my fair. second correction corner for when we're doing the shoutouts because it's correction corner with doing with my shoutout from last week. Last week. So, okay. anyways, guess, continue on. I guess I should also apologize for 
how staticky last week's episode was. So we were recording together, like me, Sam, Michael, Adam, and you know, we we're using a mixing board for the first time. We assumed everything was going to be great until I went home, started editing, and it just sounded staticky as fuck. And I was like, oh shit, this is a problem. <laughs> So, sorry about that. When we get another mixing board, we'll try to be a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. All the apologies. It was otherwise a good podcast. It was. It was. It was. We got such a good, like, on topic for that movie. We talked about a lot of good things. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a lot to discuss. Yeah. I feel like we need Um, to bring Adam back more often. Adam's just start, like, lecturing us about movies. Like, pop, like, a PowerPoint and everything. (laughs) An actual film student on a film review podcast, not just a bunch of us amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So Jeez. yeah. Hey, you know what? Speak for yourself. I'm trying to be an apprentice right now. So <laughs> You're working towards it's I'm working towards mine. Yeah. You're working towards it. Maybe you get there. I believe in so you. Taking mind. our taking our cues from last week. Let's let's keep focused here and see if we can break this movie down. Yeah. Yes. Let's um, talk about this yeah. movie. On this episode, we will be reviewing the 2018 movie release, uh, Creed 2. Um, for those of you who love the Rocky franchise, you already know about this. Um, it's 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, and it's directed by Stephen Capel Jr., um, and also executive produced um, kind of in the background by uh, um, Ryan Coogler, the same guy who directed Black Panther. Um, the same person, uh, Ludwig, uh, I'm trying to remember his other name. Uh, let's just call him Ludwig, <laughs> um, who designed or composed the score for this film was also the composer for Black Panther as well, actually. So a lot of carryover, which I think, did they come out in the same year? Yes. Did, did Creed and Black Panther come out the same year? It would have been close. I yeah, I believe yeah. it was. Creed 2 was delayed because of Black Panther. Well, Creed right. 2 was, because it was originally going to be directed by Kruger. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. So, um, Kugler wrote, um, he wrote, like, part of the script for this film as well. Um, and uh, actually, the yeah, he, he did do that. So, yeah, no, it is a it is an American sports drama film um, that basically takes on um, the post-Rocky Balboa, you know, story. Uh, basically, so now uh, Apollo Creed in the original Rocky stories, who was Rocky's kind of um, rival. So they they were friends, but like they were rivals um, until obviously Apollo was killed by Drago, and then Rocky defeated Drago later on. Um, so now this next wave follows the son of Apollo, who was a supporting character in the original Rocky. Now his son's the main character in the new, you know, uh, franchise or whatever. Um, and Rocky is his trainer. So that's kind of how this kind of kicks off. Um, and yeah, it's a sequel that was confirmed on January the 20, uh, on January in 2016. Um, but due to Coogler and uh, Michael B. Jordan, so Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan's involvement in Black Panther, the film was delayed um, a lot. So like, I think uh, for Michael B. Jordan, it was kind of, kind of back-to-back for him because he got muscular for Black Panther, but then he had to get even bigger for Creed 2, and then he just dropped all of that weight right after he was done shooting both those movies. Um, 
I mean, so that, that probably would have taken right. a toll on his body, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's there's quite a bit of steroids involved to get that big and that lean at the same time. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, that's not healthy. <laughs> probably not. There, are, there are very few people who can actually like maintain that and have it mm-hmm. not impact their physique. Or their I was gonna say, much. out of yeah. all of us, like I'm, I think all of us do work out. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, but like we all know how hard it is to lose weight and to build muscle mass like that. Yeah. Like I mean, um, I run six kilometers. I don't want to say every day because I don't do it every day, um, but like every second day, and I. And I've been doing it since it's gotten warm outside, and I have not gained any muscle mass, and I haven't lost any weight, and I've been doing it for basically two months at this point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. weight so. loss is largely determined by food intake, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, and the catch there is, if you're actually losing fat, you're also losing muscle. So yeah. getting that, like I said, big and lean is just, well, mm-hmm. I do need fat to help. Oh, yeah. Which is much. fine. Like, I, I actually don't think it's a bad thing. That's kind of one of my hot mm-hmm. takes is steroids are fine they should be legal just mm-hmm. also you know right. he's earning millions of dollars for, yeah. for doing I was that, gonna say, so. but at the same time when you're paid to work out every day like with a professional trainer for six months before shooting a movie that's also a contributing factor yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that's like we used to have a joke like you remember um when abercrombie and fitch used to have their like greeter gods mm-hmm they worked out harder at the gym than they did at work. Probably. <laughs> um, I would say as opposed to when we did Dead Don't Die, um, the budget for this film was $50 uh, million. And it made revenue of 214 back. So more than... Uh, actually, no, it's not triple. I was going to say about four times. Yeah. Actually, yeah, no, four times, actually. So it is more than triple, yeah. Four times the original budget. Sam um, can't math. Yeah, no. Who maths anymore? Like, <laughs> if you have a phone, you don't need to maths anymore. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no. Um, I guess we can jump into initial thoughts. Initial or should thoughts. I should I say the plot first eh. of the movie? It's eh. it's every single sports drama plot. Everyone knows this it, plot. It, it's, if you, it's a sports story. Yeah, everyone it's knows what happens. A boxing movie with a little bit of romance, a little bit of drama. We don't know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah, you go. Pretty, pretty much. Um, I should say that watching this just showed me how much sports dramas have evolved um, production-wise. Because I don't know if you guys remember in the group chat when I said you probably want a really good sound system when you watch this. But just the sound editing and the visuals and like it, they were, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just some of the Marvel-ness of it. Maybe took a bunch of Marvel fight scenes and tossed them in there. I don't know. But it was, I don't know. It just, the whenever sound. someone threw a punch or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, get him. You know what that I mean? It depends. The design was quite good. It depends yeah. what you're comparing it to. If you're comparing it to the sports dramas of like the last 10, 20 years, that's one thing. But if you're comparing it to like, you know, the original Rocky movies, like which are like easily 30, 40 years old at this point, there's mm-hmm. no real comparison, right? Well, because, like, the real, yeah, well, the real Rocky movies, I mean, those are really old, so they didn't have nearly the same, like, you know, production value that Creed has, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you still watch those because they're nostalgic, but when it comes to a more popcorn movie feel, this Creed is probably... Well, and it's, like, the same as, like, watching 
the Mad Max Fury Road versus the original Mad Max, which yeah. is a low-budget Aussie, like, vapor-paid-in-beer film. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. They were um, just yeah, let's... Cameras. I'll go first. Jump into initial thoughts. I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Right. So, this movie, on a technical standpoint, on how the story progressed, how it's done, the visuals, everything, I think it's really good. But, as I alluded to when I said it's a sports movie, everyone knows the plot, this mm-hmm. movie is predictable as shit. <laughs> it really is. I knew everything that was going to happen. And the, yeah. the first fight, I was just like, hey, he's going to lose badly. Oh, shit, he lost badly. Mm-hmm. He's going to go through his little depression stage. His kid's going to be born. He's going to be like, I have to fight for my daughter now. They're going to go to Russia. He's going to be beat a little bit in the first couple of rounds. Then he's going to win. End of movie. You remember what other movie we saw where the main character loses? Gets beat badly. And then wins the second time. I I believe that movie. the exact same movie that this actor was into. (laughs) But in that movie, he was the bad guy. So now I'm conflicted. Now he's not the bad guy. Now he's he's not the bad guy. I'm so confused. Also, what, what, Black what? Panther. Black Panther. Uh, okay. In never Black seen Panther, it. he was the villain, and you know Chadwick Boseman was Black Panther, Panther. and yeah. you know he beats him in the first fight, and then they fight Sam. again at the spoilers. end. Spoilers. Sam. Spoilers. Well, Duke. Oh, well, Sam <laughs> hasn't seen the it. only person in the world who hasn't seen Black Panther right now. <laughs> yes, but as we all know, Pam I despises Marvel. Express, I think if someone expresses contempt for a certain series we're allowed to spoil stuff for them yeah <laughs> you I know what saying, Sam, spoilers because we keep getting mad at you on the group chat yeah. for that. wait wait i'm gonna say this now i'm gonna say this now samuel obanugi if you that's spoil not my, that's not my last name i tried okay i tried can you please can you pronounce your last name for me samuel Oganubi. I swear to God, if you spoil The Last of Us 2 for me, I'm coming to your house and shitting it in your cereal bowl. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so gross. Just know, I will shit in your cereal bowl if you spoil The Last of no, Us 2 for me. I'm not spoiling The Last of Us. No, that's, that's no for a good time. <laughs> that's for a good time. That's but, for me to enjoy and to keep to myself for a while. <laughs> but back to this movie. As, oh my goodness. Back to this movie. But as you said, yeah. the way it's shot, it's amazing. Like some of those short scenes, the fight scenes, the actual fights themselves were really entertaining to watch, right? Mm-hmm. I could feel the punches. I could hear them. Like that squeaking, yeah. squeaking, that punch, that knock. I was like, ah, that sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> and the really soundtrack. The point of the high pitch sounds you hear when you get like, you know, doped in the ear or something. And like, I was like, my ear right now. Yeah. Do you remember a story I told way back when we did Uncut Gems about me being slept? Yeah. I started having PTSD. (laughs) I started hearing twee. I was like, oh shit, she's back. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, that's fair. And my last thing, the soundtrack for this movie. Yes. The soundtrack. My God, what a brilliant soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) Such a great soundtrack. Like, oh my there's a reason why I love the soundtrack in Black Panther. There's a reason why I love the soundtrack in the original Creed. This yeah, soundtrack same, is so same great. Composer, yeah. Same voice, same same sound people, exact same. Yeah, no, also, those guys. Honestly, they should just keep working together, all, all of them. It's a lot for this voice. But last thing, I didn't like the villains of this movie. I can't afford the cartoonishly evil. 
my son will destroy you. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. but think about it this way. He's been holding that contempt for like years. He <laughs> has. When Rocky beat him. <laughs> he so. has, but it's kind of cartoonishly <laughs> evil. <laughs> Your mother left you because I lost a fight. No, well, maybe she didn't love you. He's going to blame shit. it on, yeah. Like, to me, it was very... Stereotypical douchebag fa- dad, right? <laughs> he was. Yeah. I don't know if you guys will... Uh, and she's like, <laughs> one, oh, two, three, four, five, <laughs> and she's standing up. She's standing up. What? We're counting you we out. We started doing a ring count to count you out if you weren't going to come back, but you stood back up. You're fine. <laughs> Is that what's going to happen when I cut? I don't know why I'm cutting out so bad this this episode. Oh, we'll figure it out. Anyways, yeah, you were gonna yeah. say something. Like, they're so cartoonishly bad. Um, like they remind me of Pinky and the Brain a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, the dad is the brain, <laughs> and Pinky is the son. <laughs> At least what are we gonna do tonight, is... Brian? At least he kind of had a mind of his own towards the end. Did yeah. he though? A little bit. Slightly. Did he though? You could see he. There was he was still a little kid really when it boiled down. That's a big ass little kid though. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big ass little kid. Someone well, always tell because he had the face of like someone who was just angry because his dad told him to be angry. Not he wasn't really angry because he, you know what I mean? Like it was he was uh, being manipulated. Know. He was being manipulated. Yeah, that's so kind of cartoonishly that evil. Bit. That's cartoonishly <laughs> evil. Um, I mean, I could go second. I. I can I can say that obviously if you're a film student or whatever, it's probably not the best movie in your roster. But um, the popcorn movie lover side of me and the um, let's be honest, black person in me just loved this movie in general <laughs> because it showcased so many things that I just found I don't know just beautiful to look at. The relationship with his wife, with his mom, like these are things where like almost in movies that are blockbuster made you almost don't see. Um, like I'm trying to remember the last time I saw a movie that made over a hundred million dollars that actually had the main character and the romantic interest as being both black and having this black family, black love dynamic with the, with the mom involved, and, which is very indicative of like it, it was very realistic. Like that's what life is here. You know what I mean? Um, the chemistry they had when she figures out she's pregnant, he's like, you know, baby, this shit broke. I, was, I laughed so hard at that because I was like, that's exactly what I would say if I was in that situation. <laughs> Check that shit again. Um, <laughs> but no, I so the, the dynamic was good. It was very real. Um, with As far as the villains are concerned, I can see how they're definitely cartoonishly bad. Um, but, I feel, you know, oh, I'll wait. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I'm biting my tongue okay. here, too. <laughs> That's okay. But I could see how they were, like, gently uh, interwoven, if you will, into, like, you know, here's what we're going to do with this story. We're going to bring back the villain from the old one or whatever. And then you touch on, you, you spice it up by touching on things such like toxic masculinity, um, him just wanting to fight because he wanted to prove that he's the best instead of not really fighting for his dad at first because let's be honest he wasn't um and all those kind of things too so i don't know like it's not a hundred percent perfect movie but i give it like a b 
you know, maybe B minus. I am under. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was, I'm just sort of considering what you said. Uh, Pam, do you want to go or should I? Yeah, sure, I can go. Um, okay. I enjoyed this movie. I mean, my only issue, and I'm sure this will be brought up again by Uchi, um, oh. is that it, I have never seen Creed 1. So I feel like I could have enjoyed this movie more if I had watched the first one. I mean, I've seen all the original Rockies, so I got it pretty quick. I actually didn't realize that this was part of the original Rocky franchise until I saw Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I I enjoyed it, and I mean, I for, I haven't seen the Rocky movies in forever, so I did put two and two together that this is Apollo Creed's son, like mm. brain just not working. Um, overall, I really. We could not keep doing this. This is gonna hurt our listening. Nine (laughs) ten She's She's out. She's down. All right, we'll take a break here. And we're live from Winnipeg with my co-commentator, Michael. How are you doing today? I'm not doing too bad there, Uchi. Uh, it looks like we've just watched Pam and Chirac suffer a really, uh, really bad defeat at the hands of her internet. She did um, so she badly. Going to be able... <laughs> She's not going to be able to recover from this. Like She told me beforehand she was training hard. She was well prepared for this moment. And when the time came, she just choked. She's really going to have to contact Shaw or Bell or something and try and get that sorted out. Because if we continue like this, it's just not sustainable. Like, this is going to burn you. It's just what I, I want. Yeah, I'm, out. I'm out. I'm out. I can't, can't ad-lib this. I don't watch enough UFC. <laughs> I was about to go. You know what? It's kind of interesting, too, because statistically, she's got that five-foot-long wingspan. She has so a wingspan really... to do the reach, and she's got again. <laughs> it just appears to me that perhaps... Her trainers didn't get her quite the weight she requires for this level of competition. You know what the problem because... is? I I generally believe she's finding the wrong weight class. Like, she should not be doing this to herself. She needs to find the weight class that's right for her so she can be taken on the internet. She be taken on Shaw. Be taken on BTS. She cannot withstand these Wi-Fi shots. I was going to say, I'm a, heavy, I'm a heavyweight drinker. I'm not a heavyweight internet person (laughs) (laughs) she needs to be fighting at show 150 level not show 75 (laughs) but yes pam back to your rant and don't drop where where did i leave off i don't know okay anyway i'm just gonna say i love the whole like dynamic between him and his fiance that was very cute as much as you guys listen to me bitch and rant about how i'm over the whole romance thing the like the concept the whole family concept was really good i enjoyed that uh, my t- I have two issues with this movie. One is the villains being cartoonish, and like I know they want to do the concept of bringing back the old um, villains from the last movie. Yeah. But the thing is, the Rockies movies came out in the mid '80s, mm-hmm. so that would have been like to me they're very stipi- stereotypical bad guy Russian paintbrush like slapped over these characters. I mean, That's exactly let's it. Not it came forget. out. With a- Drago, after killing Apollo Creed, when Apollo Creed was having the brain aneurysm thing, was like, if he dies, he dies. And I was well, like, and that's Jesus exactly Christ. it. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. such a Cold War. Those movies came out in the Cold War era. I feel like they could have done something 
better, a little bit different with Mm -hmm. this, not the stereotypical Russian bad guy thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other issue I have a little bit was with the the pacing of this movie. (laughs) Uh, Well, my, my problem with this movie is, first of all, I hadn't seen any of the other Rocky movies, right? Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen Creed 1. And this is because I generally don't like sports stories. I'm mm-hmm. not a huge fan of them in general. So all, already, shit, already, I already have some uh, strikes against this movie, right? Right. Um, so I, I'm not a fan of the genre. I do not have the context of the previous movies. And... I don't know, like, so with that in mind, I can recognize that this movie is technically well put together. Like, I I saw the character development, I saw sort of how, if you were into this kind of thing, you could enjoy the payoff that the movie gave, and the sound design was really good, I did appreciate that, and the the boxing fights were really well shot. That was, like, the one part of these movies where I was actually kind of getting into it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Especially that final fight, it, it was well put together. Yeah, but everything I, I surrounding that, I was bored out of my fucking skull. <sighs> I like, <laughs> I did not give a shit, and I that's that's all I got. I'm sorry, I didn't care about the characters one bit. Um, I wasn't really, I didn't buy into them partially, mm. and because of that, um, and maybe it's because this guy was the champion, right, and he was kind of. I always want to root for the underdog, so I'm immediately going, well, okay, that Russian guy is going to dethrone a champion. And it kind of, like, set a bad perspective right at the start of the movie because he's obviously the villain. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of, like, spun me around a little bit there. I was going to say, especially because you... Haven't you'd... seen the other movies, right? Yeah, that's a that, big thing. Like, I feel that's... like you're going into this as a boxing... And I don't want to say boxing movie virgin, but as a Rocky franchise virgin. Yeah. Like, you're not going to have the same appreciation. Like like I said, I, I didn't see so, yeah. the yeah. first one, but I've seen all the Rocky movies, so I had some sort of context to what to expect, whereas mm-hmm. you are going into it completely blind. Yeah. yeah. And I remember did not work for me at all. I remember um, when Sam said, like, oh, we should do Creed 2, and I was like, I'm not sure if it would work, because I genuinely believe to appreciate a sequel. Technically, technically you could watch a sequel without ever watching the original thing. Technically, mm-hmm. it's possible. But to truly appreciate it and to understand what's happening in the movie, like, wh- where characters watch, are yeah. in that story mm-hmm. arc. Because, yeah. like... Like, this movie was self, self-contained. And, in, like, that's technically correct, but I just didn't appreciate the characters because I didn't go in with the proper context. Yeah. yeah. See, mm-hmm. you can see this movie without seeing any of the other Rocky movies. You have to see the first one, though, because... To me, it's not a standalone movie. Exactly. It's yeah, that's so fair. Because of that, I did not have a rooting interest in the characters, and mm-hmm. all sort of like the dramatic points just right. struck me as melodrama. Like mm-hmm. I, I was like, "Oh, come on!" I just it's they, they, yeah. they, they were being needlessly dramatic to me because I didn't care. I think like if if you don't don't have that buy-in, it's mm-hmm. really difficult to sell a viewer on that, That's right? fair. So part of but, it is because I hadn't seen the previous movies, mm-hmm. and part of it is because I just don't like this type of movie in general. I think yeah. so, one of the best examples of something I'm being saying as melodrama is that point in the movie where Adonis and Bianca are not at the best 
point of the relationship, right? Yeah. And it kind of feels coming out like melodrama. And then you have the context from, like, say, the first movie. Then you kind of get it. But, yeah. So, also, like, you could explain it with the fact that he feels like his pride has been hurt, too, right? He doesn't feel like he's, quote-unquote, a man anymore, right? But then... Like, he literally was broken by Drago's son. He was broken by Drago's son, but do you kind of remember the relationship from the first movie? I do, yeah. So, yeah, you see why it was kind of a big deal Yeah, I can see that. I would say probably the villains... Was it would be something more you would approve because, like, if you the villain was almost standalone watched, part of this movie, yeah, except for going yeah, back to Rocky, and well, yeah, no, because with like, the, just, if I could yeah, finish this point here, I was quite disappointed in the villains because I feel like they had the potential to be fleshed out a little bit more than they were. Mm-hmm. And I like at the very beginning of the movie, I was almost sympathetic with them until they kind of leaned into the cartoonishly bad guy side of things, right? Right, like it could have just been this. I, well, I'm not going to call my kid because this dude is 350 fucking pounds, but it's this kid who's coming up to dethrone a champion. It's like, there's like this instinct to root for him, but oh, he's just a huge asshole and we need to watch Creed defend himself, right? Yeah. So I feel like this movie would have benefited from establishing a rooting interest in both of the characters, like both of the boxers. Mm-hmm. Like this guy has this kind of abusive dad who's pushing him on his own personal grudge and then Creed feels like he has something to prove because his dad is killed by this other guy's dad, right? And mm-hmm. it, it could have been more interesting than it was. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. See, I just want to elaborate on the point that you said about the melodrama, especially where he's like, I'm not a man, I have to defend my honor and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I understand that in the sports world, the being highly competitive thing, but I feel like the only thing that made that not realistic to me is the fact when you are in that sports world, you have to realize there's always going to be someone bigger and tougher and better than you that, or better that can beat you. And yes, it's going to suck, but at the same time, it's like, you have to get over yourself a little bit. That's it. People who are best in the world do not think like that. They don't. That's what I was going to say. The best. People like LeBron James or Michael Jordan, like if Michael Jordan got, when he got beat by the Pistons, when was it? 1998 or seven? I can't remember one of those years. Yeah, when he got beat by them, he called like uh, Patrick Ewing and like some of the, and he was like, you know what, let's go play golf tomorrow, you know? And they went out to play golf and they beat him at golf again and then went home. And literally, he goes over to their coach. He's like, I'm going to kill you guys tomorrow. He literally says that. Next game drops like 60 something points. And like, that's when they were all like, huh. So we know not to piss that guy off anymore. You know what I mean? So like, to, there's always that level of to truly be the best pride. at any sport, you have to have a certain yeah. level of arrogance. Yeah, you just be like, I am the best. Yeah, full like look at Kobe. Okay. Same thing with Kobe. Whenever Kobe won an award or did whatever, he would always just side eye people who he didn't think were worth his time, right? Because he was like, I'm better than all of you. You know what I mean? Bio. So I could kind of see that. Correction corner. It was apparently a lot later than 90. Apparently, it's a lot older than 97, 98. Apparently, it was 1990. Matt, was it? No, no, no. The one I'm talking about is more recent. No, it's talking about the Rockies. Sure. Oh, the Rockies. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, I think that's no, what no, I'm referring to the Michael Jordan thing. Oh, no, no. The Michael Jordan. No, the Michael Jordan thing is definitely more. It was more recent because that was the one where they only lost that one game and then they just swept them after that. 
after Michael got pissed off. We're not talking about basketball though, are we? Yeah, no, we're not. No, Anyways, we're not. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's not Yeah. Um, but like uh, that's but the other. That's the other. I thing get I what to you mean. To in terms mm-hmm. of the characters, is because they kind of. I I have this problem with bad sportsmanship, and I I understand that it was his character, like not to touch gloves with him right at the start, mm-hmm. and that immediately, like that. I think for me that was the tipping point, when mm-hmm. I was like, oh wow, I I just. I really do not care about this character because he's not being sportsman like this other guy who's obviously like trying to be right. Yeah. And that was like a small moment that kind of totally pulled me out of the movie. Not because it was in itself bad, but just because I was, it was the tipping point. Right. And it's just, it's bad sportsmanship. And, 100%. Honestly, like, it's so rude. Like, you guys have all played team sports at some point, and you always get that one member of the team who, Who's when you're shaking hands asshole. after, who's just a fucking asshole and won't, like, give you a high five or whatever when mm-hmm. you do that, like, good game thing, right? Did you guys, yeah. did you guys see that video I sent to you about guys, what the media tells players to do? We're not talking about the movie, though. No, no, no. I just mean in But we're not talking how... about this movie, oh, though. Oh my god! I'm bringing Adam back. We were so on point no, last week. I meant in terms of, of the sportsmanship how, and all that stuff. Yeah. How? Because I feel like that also it's part of this movie that played yeah, into that, the that's, whole. That's definitely like, a factor. Media attention. Stories, you know, the storyline. Story. Everyone yeah, loves a good exactly. story in sports. Shit, I love a good mm-hmm. story in sports. Give me yeah. my Leicester City. Give me my fucking mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey being knocked out after thirty seconds. You mean my <laughs> But yeah, that was the thing. Like that him being not a good sportsman just added to him being a drama queen in the movie, which added to the unrealistic melodrama of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't buy in. If you buy in, I think it might be different. But I was done. Or if you've seen the first movie. Yeah. Maybe. Which well, you also... you buy into his character in the first movie. Well also yeah. if I was the son of the guy who killed your dad and we have on camera of your dad saying, if he dies, he dies. You know, like, would I really want to touch gloves with you, though? <laughs> you know, no, you know that, what I that mean? was my point, right? Is it was yeah. realistic to his character, and I got right. why they did that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it hit, like, sort of a primal nerve with me. Where I went, oh, I see ah, what you mean. Fuck this mean? guy. He yeah. deserves yeah. to get his ass beat. Like, that, that was my, my thing... gut reaction. Right. My thing with that is, like, yes, I understand... I mean, I haven't lost a parent, but what I'm saying is, like, yes, I understand this guy's dad killed your dad. It's not mm-hmm. the fight, not the person you're fighting. This is, it's like, to me, it shows you need to gloves with this person to show that it's a sign of respecting the sport. And you may mm-hmm. not respect that person, but you respect the sport and you respect the mm. rules of the sport and to realize that this person is not the guy who killed your father. Yeah, but in that case, he's already souped up on all the rage and testosterone. But here's I don't know where yeah. I think here's where we're kind of missing what Michael's point has been. He couldn't buy into it. Into it, yeah. The no, rest I mean, of us if I, get yeah, it. If I had bought into it, I would have been like, "Yeah, that that's true to his character," and it was. It was true to his character. But mm-hmm. as somebody who wasn't invested in the movie, I it only served to draw me further out. Further, I see what you mean. So, it's, it's kind of a multiplicative factor. If you're buying mm-hmm. in, you're really in. But if you're out, you're really yeah, out. 
there's this thing like I always like to imagine how melodrama comes out of, right? When you buy into melodrama, it works. It's it kind of you get why it's happening. You get those moments, right? But if you don't, it comes out really bad. Well, that is the definition of melodrama. It, yeah. it is when you do mm-hmm. not buy into the drama, and obviously, it's a sliding scale of who's going to and who's not. And who's I'm not, definitely yeah. on the yeah. not side. Because like, mean, like right. most people, most people did. I did not. Like there are a lot of stuff that I've just never bought into the melodrama. Just been like, this is uh, done badly, and have, other people have been I have like, I love to, it. <laughs> I have something to talk about though. Uh-huh. Um, can we talk about how, like, because obviously this is probably they made us think it was an off-screen conversation, but the conversation between him and his wife when you know the the actual main fight, she comes out with the new song on her album. So is it her just being like, listen, you got your ass beat, but like when we're in Russia, can I like low key debut my album though? <laughs> Why you walk out? <laughs> like you know, I just I just I found that hilarious because I was like, how did this I don't like what Bianca became in this movie. What I don't like Bianca's role in this movie. You do, yeah. Well, that's why I was like, she's was like, how did this conversation happen? <laughs> okay, you know, I feel bad because I don't remember the first Creed movie, and truth mm. be told, by Friday, I won't remember in this movie as well. It's mm-hmm. it's way too predictable, so it becomes forgettable for me. Yeah. But, but like, I, yes, Pam. I was gonna say I like like you said I wasn't the biggest fan of Bianca in this movie. I mean, I haven't seen the first one. I like that she supported him mm-hmm. and was like there for him in a healthy way. But I found he wasn't there for her in a healthy way that was definitely part of it i i think there's also a problem with like how his middle post first fight depression was depicted as well as kind of yeah empty i should always say maybe i don't know uchi maybe you might add to this as well being the other person who's black but in our culture right our society or communities rather it's like always seen as like if your wife or your girlfriend or your mom as a black woman, they're there to just, the argument could be made that black women are even stronger than black men because they're always there to, you know, to like, they will, they will suffer for you. If you know what I mean, like they will take the punishment for you. They'll stick with you. And like, even when you're not having, when you're having a bad day, I've seen countless times where my dad's just being a complete douche. And my mom's like, nope, my job is just to be here for him. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of the culture of it. Yeah. Um, that's the same in, like, Ukrainian and Irish. I mean, that's the household I grew up in. Mm-hmm. I think but, so I it's mean, pretty much. It's also, yeah. I think, a generational thing where it's, like, people yeah. are willing to stand by and work. I don't think our generation is like that. I feel like our generation, is, if things get tough, I'm fucking gone. Whereas, yeah. like, older yeah. generations is, we're going to fucking work through this. We're going to talk. And mm-hmm. you are going to, like... We're going to make this work until mm-hmm. it cannot work anymore. We're going to try is, everything to fix this. Which is where I kind of like the arc where the mom was kind of mentoring her into it. Because then you have his mom being like, yeah, I've gone through this too. You know, and then you have that connection between her and like his mom See, as well. I, going I on. liked that. And I liked, I love my favorite scene in this, excuse me, in this movie is when they're sitting at the table and he's like, mom, you must have heard. And then she looks at a Bianca and is like all the salt and that glow. How far along are you? I was like, that is such a mom thing to say. <laughs> it is. 
No, but yeah, that it was, I don't know. I just found that very interesting. And then I also found that, again, in typical Black Panther fashion too, where it's like the main character who's, I, I mean, this is good. It's a good way of portraying Black heroes, I guess. Um, but then you always have that with every successful kind of Black hero, you have a mom and like a sister or like a Black girlfriend or wife or whatever who actually work together to help him, if that makes sense. It's seeming to become a common trend that I'm noticing in these kinds of films. That, um, um, I just want to say something about that. There's, mm-hmm. um, I've noticed that in a lot of movies too. And I feel like it's just becoming a societal norm in a sense. Because I mean, you see all those signs, like one of the ones I see all the time is behind every successful farmer is a wife who works in town sort of thing. Yeah. Same sort it's, of a concept, right? It's oh, a really, that's it's a not really, really old expression. That's not really where I'm coming from with this, though. I think what he's trying to say <laughs> is that the way it's being portrayed in media now is different because before it's, black families yeah. were portrayed in a negative light. And then, oh, yes, that's where I'm coming from. So now okay. it's portrayed better. Because See, black families are usually like... portrayed in, in media as like dysfunctional, you know, missing yeah. dad, mom on gotcha, drugs, yeah. or something like that. You know what I mean? It's never as. This was. Uh, this was actually a nurturing type of environment okay. he was in, if you know what. Yeah, if you, that, yeah. yeah. See, I was no, I was seeing yeah. it as in like a like the man is only as strong as the women that support him. That's how I thought you meant it. But now no, that, no, that makes yeah. Sense. I just meant the yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. So pretty much that's what I liked that um, aspect to it, um, which again was uh, contrast to Drago's family, where it's like their mom left and. The dad is just bent up on this like loss he had against Rocky years ago, and has trained him in that hate and has tra- you know taught him to say, "Hey, all of the bad things that happened to us in life, it's because exactly. this Rocky guy beat me." You know what I mean? So it's like, it's kind of like that mirror effect where like you know this guy's life, he's had more nurturing people around him, whereas this guy's life, he's just had all the toxicity. The, yeah, the contrast you know? fell off each other. Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, that also brings to the point that I was mentioning, like, where I mistook your point, and I was saying it seems like they're feeding off in this movie on both sides of, like, they're only as strong as the females in their life, whereas, like, um, Adonis had all these amazing females loving and supporting him, whereas Drago's dad is paying the blame on top of, like, being beaten by Apollo and Rocky, um, blaming that for why his wife left him and then blaming mm-hmm. his wife leaving him for not supporting him and that's why their son is not going to win this fight and blah 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 and that brings in that point of the guys are only as strong as the women who support them right so and like i mean to an extent right the way this film portrays that um I would say again. This adds to Michael's point where the villains were not done enough justice mm-hmm. because I would I have liked. Sorry, feel, what were you gonna say? I feel like the thing is like really thinking about it, this movie's two and a bit hours long. Yeah, two hours ten minutes. And mm-hmm. Pam already said that she didn't like the pacing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a very slow burn, and to like the first fights, there was also another slow burn. At some point, there could have been, like, more development for the villains. There could have been more developments for, like, yeah. say, Bianca. Because, as I said, I think Bianca really did take a very basic role in this movie. In this one. 
the villains as compared to the first one as compared to the first one the villains in this yeah. movie are extremely one dimensional like yeah I couldn't take it and it's mm-hmm. like the movie feels shallow to me mm-hmm. like a lot yeah. of the mm-hmm. stuff you seem to be like pulling at and saying like oh this is kind of done well it feels like grasping a bit in my mind yeah mm. see that's fair with the pacing of the movie like the reason i said i have an issue with it like you said slow build and that's one thing i noticed is like i found the transitions a little bit choppy especially like with the fights because it was all of a sudden oh this is happening and i like literally walked out of my kitchen for 30 seconds and next time i come running back in the room because they're in the middle of the first boxing match Mm. and i'm like whoa when the hell did this happen like that's yeah. my that's where my issue with the pacing was. I found just it was a little bit choppy. It went slow, 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 and then all of a sudden tons of action, and then slow, 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 and then action, and it was just a. Uh, because I think overall in this movie, there's three fights, right? Yeah. So there's the initial there's one, three. the one where he gets attacked, and then the final fight, and then yeah. the final fight. So there's three fights in total. Yeah. And. Oh yeah, I guess they had some like training montages and stuff like that too. I yeah. feel like, like this the whole depression arc scene as well in the middle. I just, I get what they're going for. I don't know if I think it was done that well. You know, I feel like if say the movie started with a montage of him winning his belt and like all like a slow build up of like montage of all his fights leading up to this first championship and then winning him winning the championship and the first real fight we have. It's like, say, maybe... Not even... The, the first real fight is tra- it's him versus Drago, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, you had some moments of building up Drago's character, like, that motivation. Because, yeah. I'm sorry, that motivation is just so cheap. Like, hey, my son's going to defeat the champ. That way, we're a big deal in Russia again. You know? Cause like yeah, well, it was the it like was the st- but also it was the don't forget there was the publicity stunt because the name Drago but yeah but the publicity stunt, I feel like remember. they'll remember that but this is just me trying to give Drago more character right because the publicity right. stunt worked this is sports sports is all about storylines it's all about the narrative yeah but as a movie my looking at Drago's characters like these two villains it just felt so cheap the motivation. Mm-hmm. You know, and but again, like Pam mentioned. Sorry, go ahead. I'll let you finish. No, what's Pam going to mention? So I can like. I was going to say like to Pam, that. like Pam mentioned when she said, you know, the original Rockies came during a time where you know it was more like capitalism versus communism type thing, right? Yeah. So now you're having a situation where um, they can't really kind of like they can try to make Drago a little bit more two-dimensional but then how do you do that without making it all about drago you know why is he as hateful as because even when we first meet him the the first movies have already set him up his character up for failure because yeah in the original he was already one you know what i mean like he's already one dimensional but you can make characters more dimensional and like that's gonna be my criticism right it's like Mm -hmm. i'm pointing this out the characters are to one dimensional this movie is too predictable how do i go into this movie being like this will happen this will happen this will happen this will happen mm-hmm. there's no oh, yeah. surprises in this movie like when he's mm-hmm. at one point i don't remember what happened when they he asked 
Oh, when Bianca asks, why if our daughter comes out deaf because it's genetical, right? First thing I was like, she's going to be deaf. Yeah. Yeah. No, no surprise. I knew that. No too. surprise they, at all. They probably shouldn't have told us that. Yeah. It's like, we should have just no walked surprise into that. Yeah. How, that. how do you go in that scene where it's like, oh, he's going to fight Drago and be like, he's going to get his ass completely handed to him and it's not even going to be an even fight. How do you already know that beforehand? Like, mm-hmm. this man is the champ and like, he looks like an amateur compared to this man's. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. And actually, um, I was doing a little bit of reading. Uh, Sylvester Sloan actually said that he regrets in the original Rocky series killing off Apollo. I can see oh. that. Yeah. Well, it, at that point, it was a Hollywood staple where, like, the black sidekick always gets killed off. Or yeah. Something, yeah right? so the that drama. Was a, that's a typical Hollywood so the, thing. So the good white man can go and save the world. Can save the world, yeah. <laughs> some exactly. But, like... <laughs> There's something about this movie where it's not... As a sports movie, it's never going to be the most memorable movie, right? Like, we've got the likes of Coach Carter. Those <laughs> movies are memorable, right? Um, it's not oh, my God. I'm sorry. Whenever you mentioned Coach Carter, I just think Channing Tatum with the do-rag, and it's just the worst. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but, but you remember Channing Tatum with the do-rag. Yeah. In how old is Coach Carter? How old is that movie? It's a oh, pretty old movie. I'd say like fifteen years, easy. Yeah, and it's like memorable as fuck. In two in a year's time, what are it we is, gonna remember from this movie? I'm sorry, it is not that we are inadequate. It is that we are powerful beyond measure. I'm sorry. I just oh my god. I think <laughs> that movie was so cheesy. It was so cheesy, but it had hearts. It had something memorable about it. You bought into its cheesiness. I guess so. Yeah, it did it well. That's this That's this is the thing I kind of get why some why people don't like sports dramas and stuff like this, right? Mike would get this, right? If you can't get invested in characters and cheesiness and melodrama and plot lines, it just don't work. See, and that's the thing is like the Rocky movies are memorable. Because, well, I mean, it was, like, I want to say they were the first real sports melodrama movies that came out. Mm-hmm. And, but, I mean, this one, compared to the original Rocky, mm. meh, not going to hold up, I think, didn't as well. did Rocky lose in the first movie? I he, can't remember. He, he didn't take the fight. So, basically, Drago challenged Rocky. Well, um, I mean, in, like... The very, very first, first Rocky. Oh, movie. in the very first, yes, Rocky did yeah. lose. Yeah, yeah. See, now lose. that's where I'm going with this is because mm-hmm. the first Rocky movie, I like, I obviously haven't seen it, but to me, that strikes me as like a bold stance you can take story wise, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this movie, they clearly didn't want to do that. They wanted to have him win because he's they wanted a to redeem character. Apollo. Yeah. yeah, kind of. So, like, and I've already kind of touched on this though with. They, they needed to flush out the Russian. As a, can we tell about monkey? monkey? We can hear Monkey. Yeah, a little bit. I was going to say, <laughs> I hear your cat screaming door. in the background. That's through a closed door. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. But yeah. I'm going to Just let. Is it a her or a him? It's her. That's I said, just let her in already. <laughs> she can come visit the podcast, be our guest Jeez. for the week. I mean, at this point, we've already had Pam being cut, cut, yeah. counted out. So, <laughs> what surprises about Monkey coming to Uzut? Okay, so 
Cat's with. Is your cat's name Monkey? <laughs> that's, it's my roommate's cat. <laughs> Pam is gone again. That's a good cat <laughs> name. So yeah. just well, as you're saying, you count me out, I cut out again. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I where was I? Oh yeah, so, like, in terms of... I'm not sure we ever talked about that. <laughs> as a, and coming to the ring, heavyweight boxing champion, Monkey. <laughs> no, no, it has to be a, a really nice name. Coming into the ring, lie on her feet, the Midnight Thunder. No! <laughs> champion featherweight. <laughs> okay. Um, also, Loki on a quick side note. Get my thoughts straight. Here. Guys, could you, I'm sorry. Could you imagine a sports melodrama but with chicken fights? How cool would that be? Shit, what doing that? Have you guys that? ever actually seen fights? What doing that? Oh How my cool god! Cool would that be? That would be such they a great terrifying. movie. Terrifying. That would be have, so cool. Have, Sam, have you yeah. seen Brewster's like? Rooster's fight? Yeah. But it's terrifying. It's not a great time. It's no. not. No. Tiny dinosaurs. Wait, 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 wait. We can make it into like a, an actual thriller. Oh my god. We can get um we can get Mark Wahlberg to be like the CIA guy trying to break up the fight and he's gonna give a random weird America speech. They're all drinking Bud Light. <laughs> underground cockfighting ring. <laughs> Sorry, I, I will not be appearing in that or watching that one. Um, <laughs> I am terrified of chickens. Could you imagine? Wait, wait, like wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. Pam, you scared of chickens? I got attacked by my friend's rooster when I was about 15. Mm-hmm. And I have not fully recovered <laughs> from that. For a farm girl, that's very... <laughs> that's oh, very surprising. Am... Yeah. I, You know what? I would much rather be chased by a bull than have to deal with a rooster. Oh my gosh. Pat, wait, have you seen that meme of um is it Team Fortress 2 of the dude sitting in the darkness and be like nothing scares me but that but thing? That thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel no man. But that I thing. I agree. It I scares agree. I agree with Pam because like for a time I was kind of like a- like anxious around like chicken like roosters especially. But then I conquered that when I started working with actual hawks and eagles and shit. And then I was See, like, okay. Hawks, like, eagles, that shit doesn't bug me. You know, and honestly, I'm better with chickens. Are... Like, yard chickens, I'm fine with. Like, when you okay. have 12. Yeah, I was going to say, hawks, well, hawks, oh. what hawks would do to you, chickens cannot. So. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I handle, yeah. I've handled owls at the vet clinic and yeah, hawks. Exactly. Like, that doesn't bug me. But, like, those chickens something about chickens i think mostly roosters like yard chickens i'm fine with like i worked in a chicken barn that was fine the moment there was a rooster i will be gone <laughs> i think it's just roosters and yeah. fucking canadian geese there's a reason i have yeah, them. fuck geese <laughs> fuck yeah. like geese. imagine like but, imagine uh, if your cat had the ability to what, like, like just claw your eyes out and like just could do it by just like flying towards your eyes instead see, of see that's know. what happened yes. the rooster that's... was sitting on the top roost and i came in to get the eggs in the morning and it went straight for my face and got me like at the collar of my shirt yeah. that's, that's why how do we go for being like let the monk let not the monkey let the cat into yeah. the room to talk about because chicken fights and <laughs> Sam how... mentioned like rooster if we fighting did, uh, if we did a Sports drama based ooh, off of ooh. a rooster. Wait, that's what was how it? we got here. If Disney One of the... did it, Disney could t- totally pick that up. That's an original Disney idea. Disney's not going to do that. 
All right, let's come back. We diverge. Let's come back to the actual podcast. Can all of the few seconds be called Dragos? So rudely interrupted me. Um, (laughs) I think what I was saying was something along the lines of we needed to, like, there needed to be some sort of tension, right? Because this movie was too predictable. Mm -hmm. So, like, in Rocky 1, they subverted that by actually having him lose, which would be a good twist, right? But that wouldn't work in a movie like this. So, Mm -hmm. if we at least were empathizing with both characters and had, like, an underdog sports story on one side and Creed's story on the other side where he's trying to, like, redeem his father Mm -hmm. or whatever the hell he was Then it's like you don't know who to pick. Then you don't know who to pick. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it there would be like some tension as the viewer, like, and from that perspective, I would have been going, okay, I'm not sure who's going to win this, and that in and of itself would have increased my buy-in to the movie. That's true. That's but actually a smart the, idea for the, the fact film. That, yeah, the fact that I watched the Russian guy just absolutely curb stomp him in that first fight, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, I See, I know where this is going. They now. needed and, Michael in that boardroom. That's what they did. <laughs> they needed Michael in that boardroom. That's actually a smart idea. I would, uh, I would have, I would have written it the way you were talking about. Now, I, if you told me about it and I was writing it, that's what I would have done. Because that would, uh, that that's a, that's a new thing, right? Because you'd never have a sports film where like the there's like a gray area between being a good guy or a bad guy. It's like anyone could win, and everyone has every right to win. How real sports is? That's how yeah, real sports. Exactly. That what's make real sports so entertaining. Like exactly. in real sports, legitimately don't know who's gonna get it. Yeah, in real sports, yeah. my team is the good guys, and they're the villains. And people who support mm-hmm. that team, they're the good guys, and we're the villains. We're the villain, exactly. And <laughs> there's something so amazing about being the best team for so mm-hmm. many years, and then it all goes to shit, and you just have to sit there, and be like, ah, fuck. So that's what it feels like. You know yeah. What, um, yeah. Are you referring to? Yes, I'm referring our, to Darty. The, the gentlemen who were <laughs> the gentlemen who who were Golden State. No, who were Le- LeBron fans? They got wrecked, and they just were not having it that night. Wait, <laughs> which, so no. Bad. I was talking about Manchester United. Oh, if Manchester United. Oh, but if we're talking about, about if we're talking about Golden uh, State versus fucking Toronto, that was such a fucking <laughs> great night. Oh <laughs> my god, did I shit on any Golden State fans that night? <laughs> Bro, I made a ruckus in Wild Wings. I'm surprised I wasn't banned. Jeez. Um, yeah, that's you know, what I'm not going to lie. Watching that first fight, you know what it made me think of? I can't remember how many years ago this was now. Um, or who the other fighter was, but the McGregor fight when he lost. <gasps> McGregor versus Nate yeah. Diaz. Oh, Thank what you. a great there fight. Re- do you remember after that video that came out on the YouTube with on the YouTube with like, give me your belt? How old are you on the YouTube? On the YouTube. <laughs> hey, I did a, like a 12-hour day today with my ass strapped to a cedar. Don't give me slack. Yeah. Where, and then there was that YouTube video that came out that was like, give me your belt. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember it. <laughs> That's what I thought of when I fought the first fight in this movie. And don't ask me why, but that's what I thought of. Oh my goodness. No, and this is essentially what I said, right? When I said the movie's not, I started this podcast by saying the movie isn't perfect in any way, right? Um, It just follows the formulaic. It follows it to a T way too much. Yeah, it's like an equation that it just follows, basically. Plot A to B to C. In contrast to last week, I talking about how to train a dragon and how i loved mm-hmm. it so much but it was formulaic but to me mm-hmm. that was an upside i feel like sports fans wouldn't mind the formulaicness to it 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like it could. Some people could view that predictability as an upside, right? You go yeah. in knowing what you're getting, and when you get it, you're happy. So. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah, if you watch enough sports movies, then you know what happens what kind of loses its yeah. appeal. Like one of my favorite sports movies that came out a couple of years ago is Drafty, right? That oh, follows yeah. American like football, it. right? Mm-hmm. But not a single game is played in that movie. The whole movie is just talking about the drama of what happens on the NFL draft. And yeah. I loved it because I was like, I have never seen this shit before. This is great. Oh to yeah, watch. that's kind of that's kind of like okay. So I'm gonna make a controversial statement here, and all of our fans are gonna hear this. Okay. But hot take. One of- one of my personal favorite sports drama films is actually Concussion. <laughs> Which is weird because I am Nigerian and Will Smith does a oh, horrible Nigerian accent in this movie, but but it was centered around this Nigerian doctor. It was real, st- real, uh, true story events who did research into another thing that again black people weren't giving credit for, um, but he did research into. Um, the long-term health, uh, deter- mental health deterioration or whatever of NFL players, uh, back in like the I think it was the early two thousands, yeah. um, but uh, the NFL like he his his findings and his research were right like some players were straight up killing themselves some were losing m- their memories and stuff like that like long term because of the so yeah because of yeah. the heavy you know the impact and stuff like that in American football, yeah. um. I'm hearing and, you talk about that. I'm like, did I see this movie or did I write a paper about this in university? <laughs> Probably both. Um, and basically, he goes to the NFL and he's like, hey, like these players have families. They have wives. They have kids. Like this is what this sport is doing to them. But the NFL goes, well, they're making their money, so they're fine. And then the NFL does all they can to shut him down. Um, and then they eventually try to buy him out by being like, hey, we'll give you your city. We'll give you American citizenship. And this and that and this, if you just like let it slide, you know what I mean. Which again comes to the whole politics of everything. Um, but just to give a quick heads up to Michael, I don't know, Pam, do you watch NFL? Kind of. I'm more of a you know college football mm-hmm. like person. Yeah, yeah, but then you slightly know this, Michael. The NFL are not good people. No, oh, they're not. I, I'm aware. <laughs> they are not good people. <laughs> let's speak about the Ray Rice incident. Let's speak, let's speak about Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> they're not good people at all. Um, they were. They would money, rather money, have. Money, 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 yeah, money, they would money. rather have people just commit to like commit suicide and you know yeah. full on become vegetables after they retire from playing football than actually address the situation. Um, which was, I think there was a similar situation with boxing, although now they implemented the whole, like, you know, end the fight. If there's like, I think more than three direct hits to the head or something like mm-hmm. that, then it's like, it's over, like just stop. Boxing so particularly bad because they can take so many tr- like traumatic hits. to the head. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh you see, exactly. UFC, UFC is, it's, it's <laughs> better because the blow, like you can't take so many headshots because there's not such like. Unless your concussion is caused by your head snapping back and forth, right? It's the brain bouncing off the skull. Yeah. So you uh, can't take as many hits with the smaller glove. 
the UFC isn't actually as bad in that sense. Yeah. Uh, as whereas boxing, you're getting hit in the head over and over and over, right? Yeah. Which is just yeah, like that makes sense. So it's, it's just you know all of that too. Um, <laughs> I know we've been off topic. There's with less that. head trauma. We've had yes, way off topic. <laughs> and when I went but, to recording, yeah. But basically, my point is that yeah, my point is you know that movie found a way to be a sports drama without the like putting the actual sports in it, which I thought was cool. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like I don't know, it's just this movie obviously only had three fights. They tried with the drama, it didn't work out. Concussion would have been good if Will Smith had a good accent, but he didn't. Nah. So, <laughs> so that's essentially my hot take for t- for today. I know all the Nigerians probably hate me right now, but yeah. They've disowned you from Nigeria. Yeah. Wait, wait. Um, Someone's on the way to your house right now to share in your cereal. You've been yeah. fucking one Sam. If you spoil that game, I'm shitting in your cereal. Oh. Um, what is our record time at? Should we do be doing final thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought we were doing that actually right now. Final thoughts. Yeah. Um, I'll go first, I guess. Um, yeah, no, Creed 2, I, when I first saw this movie, I saw it in theaters with my cousin, uh, at St. Vital Cinemas, so the Cineplex there, it was a good time, um, we watched it, and then we came out, we took the bus there, actually, that night, it was, like, maybe 9 or 10 a.m. when we were done, and we're basically just, like, air sparring with each other on the bus, because, again, I should have said this earlier, uh, but my cousin and I got into boxing. I, I've stopped now because I didn't do it as much. Um, just because school and like Pan Am was just getting expensive. Um, and but boxing takes such a horrible toll on your body. It does too. Yeah, the training kind of sucks. Um, he, stuck on, he stuck around with it a little bit longer, but I think he's out of it now too. But watching it just brought out that like, you know, love for boxing part of us again. And, you know. I was even motivated to be like, hey, maybe I should get back into it. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, ah, it's too much work. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. Um, I personally, I just, because I grew up in a more boxing environment, I prefer boxing to UFC, but I, I'm okay with either of them. That's fine. Um, but no, from a, you know, boxing fan perspective and, a, you know, uh, I guess popcorn, like, so this is like the Fast and Furious of sports movies to me, where it's like nothing really makes that much sense in a way. It's it's basically fan service, the heavy hits, the the smack talk to each other, you know, the whole, you know, my son will break your boy. You know, I was like, <laughs> you need to stop with the Russian impressions. <laughs> you know, I I thought I thought all of that was entertaining to me in a in a comedic way i guess or in a more just like ha that's funny um but yeah no that's so i will say i'm gonna give this the writing is very formulaic there was no extra thought put into that um so i will probably leave it in the middle because no innovation whatsoever with that um but however the cinematography and you know the lighting the the sound, I again, I think the best, the high point for this movie for me was definitely the sound. Um, that goes east. But I think I'm just going towards the Sahara Desert right now, pretty much. That's very far <laughs> north from the equator, though. Is it? It's like, okay, it's not very far, but it's a decent amount. Oh, actually, north. no, I'm going, actually, no, you know what? I'm going Nigeria with this. Nigeria's on the equator. Huh. Nigeria's not there on the equator. Go. Wait, is it? Isn't it? I don't yeah, know. I think it is. I actually don't uh, know. It's, 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I knew it. I'm not making a fool of myself. I knew it. I was about to comment. It's like bet you Michael's looking at Google Maps right now. Yeah, Nigeria is not north of the equator. Yes, Nigeria is north of the equator. How about Congo then? Which Congo? The Congo. The two Congos. Okay, I know which Congo you're talking about. You're talking about DRC, the one nearest to Nigeria. Yeah. Uh, so we're using the equator and uh, which line? What's the line that runs? GMT. GMT. Thank you. Meridian. That one, right? Yeah. The Meridian. <laughs> this is hilarious. Either way, you know what I mean. I'm going just yeah straight towards the tropical African countries. <laughs> so, so yeah, the rainforests of Africa, if you will. That's okay. Where I'm going. So, I guess I'll go next. So for this movie. I this is this all the stuff I loved, love the sound effect, I love the soundtrack. That soundtrack is oh that soundtrack is amazing, bump so much. I loved the actual boxing fights like the way they were shot. I could see and feel every hit that happened. The characters I I still like the characters from the first movie right so that's gonna be kind of a negative. Because I don't know if we should judge that because I love the characters from the first movie. They're just picking up where they left off from that. The villains were not that great. They were very one-dimensional, so I didn't like that. But forever, my biggest problem will just be how one-dimensional. Not one-dimensional, how predictable this plot was. Yeah. It's so predictable. Like, nothing surprising happened throughout this movie. And for some people, that's great. For me, that's kind of like... Uh, you know, so for yeah. me, I shall give this movie a uh, South Korea. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. Interesting, yeah. Actually, you know, South Korea is actually very high from the equator. Yeah, that's what I was getting. <laughs> I, I realized that now. <laughs> so, South Korea is pretty far east, so you like the cinematography. I love this, also, like the writing a lot. I'm so gonna give it an Indonesia is secretly. Um, trying to teach our audience about yeah ge- ge- the geography, you know, of what's around us. Yeah, Loki has <laughs> just become a geography lesson. I'm gonna give this in Indonesia. <laughs> Michael proceeds to Google Maps furiously. <laughs> hey, Mike, you have your country. <laughs> yes, it, it's it's Madagascar. Um, <laughs> and let me justify that now. Um, the, uh, everything technical execution of this movie was competent it was mm-hmm. not bad it wasn't great the sound design was nice the acting was decent but the content they were working with in my opinion was just crap i i didn't like it um i i was bored during the movie i repeatedly paused it to go do other things so i it took me like two hours to get through this movie or no, three hours to get through this movie because i kept being sidetracked and uh, didn't enjoy it, but you do have to understand that not a fan of the genre, not invested in the series, right? Mm-hmm. So, gotta take that with that grain of salt. That said, <laughs> did not enjoy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Uh, also, I didn't like the soundtrack at all, but I don't like rap. So again, same thing. <laughs> I love how blunt Michael is sometimes. <laughs> it's great. I can't, you, like you can't even be like 
he can't even be mad at you. You're just, it's just like, yeah, he, he just doesn't like it. It's okay. At least it's, I, it's okay that I don't like, it's okay if you disagree with me. I yeah. understand why people could like this. It's just not my oh thing. My and if you think you align with my views, that's valuable information. Right? <laughs> if you're a guy oh that doesn't like sports movies and hasn't seen Rocky, you should listen to me. Yeah, As a black guy that likes sports movies, you should listen to Uchi and Sam. That's actually a very good point. We have a very diverse group here. Like and say, and if you're a female, you should listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> people that like sports movies. We put women in one box, <laughs> white men in one box, and black men in one box. <laughs> As the only female voice, uh, reoccurring female voice on this podcast. <laughs> We've reached the diversity maximum. We can't go further. Oh my goodness. Hey, I'd say we've had like a decent array of even guests. Yeah, no, we're talking about hosts. Just hosts. I know, I know. I'm I'm trying to make us look good here, okay? We're not good. No. This is a this is not democracy. This is owned by the black people. Oh my god. (laughs) The white people are the minority hires. (laughs) We're like one white male, check. White white female, check. <laughs> I was gonna say, and I find it funny that you put like the non, the most non basic white chick too, because I'm like, I was I so don't disappointed. Know. <laughs> like I saw Pam's, like yes, basic white chick check. So speaking, nope, she's not basic. <laughs> I may like Starbucks. I may own a pair of Uggs, but I will fuck you up. <laughs> hey, Uggs are comfortable. They are. Oh, <laughs> and I 100% blame my friend Jake in Australia for making me get a set. Because he's like, you put go, he's like, when you get back to Sydney, put your foot in an UG. It's like putting your foot in a hug. And that's why I ended up getting it. So, I'm not going to lie. Know, I, someone said I, that I, I kicked out of the shackles of that pun. Oh, she didn't, <laughs> didn't even drop. That's just Uchi <laughs> I heard that pun. I was like, nope. <laughs> I was not. I, when I heard that part, I was like, "If someone said that to me, they're getting hit with a pillow." Or something. Like, no. We're really going to find a My friend Jake is a literally about, I'd say, five five, British white guy. God. Dude, um. <laughs> yes. Anyways, Pam. can I do my final final thoughts yes, right now? Go yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it a Cameroon. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, a pretty neutral. It was just okay for me. I liked the soundtrack. Um, I mean, honestly, this wasn't wouldn't have been a movie I would have gone out of my way to watch because I'm not the biggest sports movie fan. I mean, I've seen all the original Rockies. Um, I would have enjoyed that. I think I would have enjoyed this movie more if I had seen number one. I feel like I could have like maybe connected with the characters a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, writing was just kind of okay. It was very formulaic and very just, you could see what was going to happen. Um, and the cinematography, like the fight scenes were shot really well. The rest I didn't find were shot mm-hmm. spectacularly. But yeah. So it was just kind of meh for me. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I do want to say from the Northern Critic to the sound design team, because now that I've actually been trying to just learn sound design just on my own, those guys put a lot of fucking work in. Like that, I'm I'm surprised their computers didn't crash when they were. Also, they're probably working with really good equipment. So honestly, the sound um, is the only memorable thing out of this movie for me. Yeah, like the music. Like, sorry, it's it's crazy. In general, that, um, that's the only thing that made me raise my eyebrows. 
Mm -hmm. And uh, fun fact, the sound of his ribs cracking are actually people breaking celery. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Hmm? It's the it's literally the sound of celery breaking. So whenever that's he gets cool. punched in the ribs, it's a celery breaking. Yeah, those I was were like, some that brutal some... hits. Oh, that's yeah. just delicious. <laughs> they really <laughs> emphasize that that Russian guy was throwing heavy hits. Right? <laughs> like that Russian dude is fucking him up. Like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Recommendations, yeah. recommendations. I have a recommendation this week. Oh, I do too, actually. And since I never do, I'm going to supersede you. Uh, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> Mr. Wait a minute. Mr. Wait a minute. Mr. White Man. Go, go, go. Mr. Go. White Man. Are you trying to go I'm over me on my game. podcast? <laughs> uh, my recommendation for this week is a sports anime. Oh Are God. we surprised? Hey, nope. man. Sticking with the theme of sports, I recommend the sports anime Haikyuu. It is fucking amazing. I did not care about volleyball before I watched this anime. I still don't care about volleyball. But this movie, this anime makes me care about volleyball when I'm watching it. Otherwise, great time. Watch it. Oh, I have one to recommend, actually. Let's, let's let the white man go before he tries to get rid of us. Before he turns into a Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Make the podcast great again. Oh, wait. Oh my god, yes, that needs to be on a merch shirt. No. Because it's No, funny. it doesn't. No, we're not putting <laughs> it on a merch shirt. Make the podcast great again. That is funny. That's funny because we make fun of Trump. <laughs> Only because I, I don't want the wrong image associated yeah, with us. Yeah, we are not yeah. affiliated with that. With that. <laughs> no. This is so, the time back on track here. Um, several weeks back, we watched uh, The Dead Don't Die, and my <laughs> criticism of it was it was absurdism. It was absurd intentionally and not good because of it, right? Um, mm-hmm. My recommendation is absurdism done correctly. I recently read the book Guards, Guards by Terry Pratchett, and I was laughing my ass off the entire time. It was legitimately one of the funniest things I've read in a long time. Um, For those of you who like fantasy and like jokes, Discworld is a great series, and I definitely will be reading more of it. If you want to read about a world set on the backs of four elephants on a turtle flying through space, that is the premise. Let's go. What? That sounds amazing. I love it. <laughs> I should also maybe we should start doing this at the end of like you know whenever we remember. But um, Creed Two, Dead Don't Die or No Dead Don't Die? <laughs> is it better or is it worse? No, it's way better than Dead Don't Die. Oh yeah, way better. Come on, that's, that's, come on. At least the, this movie had a sense of like they tried. Come on, come on, come on. I am waiting. I feel for... like sometimes when we say movies weren't good enough for us, we should also re- we should always remember that experience. <laughs> Come on. Yep. Come on. Come on. I've never had a movie a reference point. point. Yeah, that's what rock. that's one thing I say to people who like talk to me about this podcast. I'm like, I'm like, honestly, thank goodness for Pam making us watch that because now I know what an actually like. I now we know what truly bad, bad is. I know what true. Yeah, exactly. Like let's you let's legit say when people try. This is why when we rate things from one to ten, everybody doesn't go below five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the dead don't die was so bad that we agreed we're not doing a bad movie for like a month. <laughs> That's how bad that movie was. We're just like, yeah, no fuck all bad movies. <laughs> uh, uh, Sam, your recommendation? Yes, 
Um, my recommendation, and Uchi knows this. Um, do I, if though? If you're a guy, you do know about this recommendation. Um, it's also a sports uh, anime. It might be a drama to some people, which is totally okay. You do you. Um, but I will recommend Kaijo. Go check it out. <laughs> it, would be a good time. <laughs> it would be a good time. You fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything on air. I'm just going to send the trailer in the group chat. You have to see Kaijo. Oh my god. It would gosh. be a good time. You know, all that like, involved. You know who else has watched that movie? That series is Harry. And I remember we were talking, he was like, if anyone was to ever find us watching this, they'll question us so much. Yes. It's. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. It's. No, go watch it. It's, to- it's definitely a sports drama, 100%. So you'll get everything you need. It's got a plot. It's got character development, both physical and story-based, oh but mostly physical. Um, it's got um, enticing and interesting characters that you actually want to get to know a little bit better. Um, I'm not sure if this is, in, if this is you making like uh, the character has big titties joke. or It has great plot. It has great okay. plot, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just felt that that was What am I saying? It's an anime. Of course she does. No, 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 no. Michael, there's anime and then there's plot. Uh, yes. This this anime, you can tell that the athletes in this anime, waves coming off of it. Oh, yeah. You can tell that the athletes really try their hardest to prove that they're the best in the world in this anime, you know? You really get that drive for competition, which, you know. Okay, that's enough to share you. Pam, uh, do you have a rec or correction? I don't have a recommendation. I have a, my secondary correction corner. Um, so last week, I plugged a book that is written by one of my friends. Um, and so it's called The Revival, Debriefed. And it's by Trinda Adair. And it's I... <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Oh my god. She can't even do her recommendation right. Oh my she god. Can't I even actually do wish I wish Michael would like have a camera on him when he watches the trailer that you just sent to me. <laughs> I, I can film myself. <laughs> yes. Okay, Pat we dropped when you were giving us the author's name. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I don't know why I'm cutting out again. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, anyways, written by my friend Trinda Adair. Um, I made the error. I messed up the the genre actually, and said it was like a horror thriller kind of fantasy. It's actually a post apocalyptic. So if you're into that, go check it out. I mean, it's a recommendation and a correction corner all in one, I guess. Okay, awesome. All right. Um, I guess plugs, plugs, yeah. plugs, plugs. Yeah. Plugs. So you can find us on Instagram at Northern Critic UMFM. Again, that's at northern critic umfm you guys have done such a great job following us already and liking a lot of our posts um i think right now we're actually moving on from the 100 listeners we had 100 i think we hit 100 maybe last month or so i think we're 121 yeah we're getting up there so you know thank you so much for that and like you know eventually when we get high enough we're gonna I, i know there's usually a threshold and then once you break through that then everything just starts pouring in but um also it's just it'll be good because then when that time comes we'll remember when we had only maybe what three listeners at the time when we first started <laughs> so so slowly but surely we're getting there which is i was say, nice. did anyone leave us a fucking hooray 
He didn't check. Um, someone did actually Ooh. this time. Uchi, plug in the Twitter, and I'll I'll say that. You can find us on Twitter at Northern underscore Critic, on Twitter at Northern underscore Critic. Um, and we had someone say something. Was it the Dead Don't Die post? Maybe I think so. Yeah. Let's see. Oh yeah, so this person says, uh, well, just says this cast for Dead Don't Die is truly insane. Um, by him point meaning, you know, he just means the the cast was insane for probably taking the job in the first place. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so, I don't know so how much they made from that. Or maybe in the mind, it's just like, oh, this is one of those like passion projects that every single Hollywood celebrity wants to do. And to get, yeah. Um... Yes, we got someone who says, hey, man, uh, we really like your content. Uh, uh, this is from Cinephilic Diaries. Cinephilic Diaries, that's what it, that handle's called. Um, really like our content. Um, they post similar stuff on their account as well, so they want us to feel free to check them out. Um, and they're following us right now, so they want to mutually benefit from each other. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. so Symbi- A mutually too. symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm, pretty much. Um, and that was when we reviewed, they commented on our Django Unchained um, episode. So people are listening to different episodes and, you know, commenting at where needed. So that's kind of nice. It's kind of a good thing. So I think it's actually kind of cool that, like, when we did Lionheart, like, weeks ago, and then I had one other Nigerian uh, yesterday or two days ago telling me, oh yeah, I listened to that. I like that episode, you know? Was so, they, I think Lionheart was the last... Lionheart and Ladder were the last episode yeah, that we, we did ever back recorded to back. together. But no, it's yeah. the last In episode person. we recorded together. Like, your and, actual yeah. original group mm-hmm. recorded in studio. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. Um, and I feel like COVID kind of... Um, dulled out our review of Onward because that would have been such a great one if it just came out. It wasn't out even time. COVID. There was a fire. Oh yeah, there was a fire too. I remember that. So if all of that were what didn't happen, Onward would have also been an episode that a lot of people would have enjoyed. Especially because people just couldn't watch it in cinemas at the time and stuff like that too. Oh yeah. So, you know, so it was just... Onward is yeah. not my favorite one to include because I couldn't cuss in it. Right. I'm, oh I'm... yeah, right. That too. It's like, what do you mean saying, I can't I'm... say fuck? <laughs> I'm looking forward to the time when I can go see a movie and then like walk out at night in the fresh like summer air and feel like I've just come back from like an alternate universe. Right. So in 2022. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to okay. watch Fast and Furious and come out in my shorts and you know book it down Bishop or something. On another note, I love you guys, but let's wrap up so I can go get myself a yeah. slushy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Right, oh, cool. do I want to go for a walk? Now that you've said slushy, I'm like, do I want to walk down a sev <laughs> yes. by myself? Yes. End this, yes. Please. Yes. <laughs> go get a slushy. Do it. Do it. Do it. I was like, Pam. You're making this too easy, Pam. Pam, the town you live in. Hey, you not. Never mind. That's probably a dangerous idea. Some random. <laughs> Remember, like, I'm the town harlot. Don't you know? <laughs> You're the town harlot. So I was gonna grow up in the pickup truck, being like charlatan. <laughs> no. Oh Why do I have a feeling there's probably someone there who gives off like Claude Frollo vibes? 
Probably. Ninety percent of the male population. Oh my god! You know All what right. we need to do for this podcast? We yeah. need to have a timer set for like an hour and fifteen minutes, and it just stops recording after that. Point. <laughs> yeah, I think we should have a timer, and then it just randomly. <laughs>